The law of inspired action is all about moving forward with purpose, intentionality, and we're going to talk all about that today with our guest, Prayer Agarwal. Mind Your Energy is for you, the woman who is ready to break up with the busy life to reclaim a vibrant, full one. Fuel your motivation, mind, and heart with stories and strategies to confidently show up as your best self. I'm Mary Zargarian, a certified life and mindset coach, NLP, EFT, and Reiki practitioner. As Mindset Mary, I'll be bringing you conversations around mindset, self-love, energy mastery, and personal growth. Together, we will let go of perfectionism, self-doubt, and burnout to live a life of more confidence, alignment, and fun. Are you ready for what comes next? Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to Mind Your Energy. I am so excited to have prayer with us today, and we're going to be diving all into the law of inspired action. I'm so excited, prayer. Like so far, this series talking about the 12 universal laws has been so juicy. And this one in particular, I have so much passion around. So I'm excited that you and I are chatting today. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Mary. I'm so excited to finally do this podcast with you. I think we've been talking about it for maybe two months now. And it's so great to finally sit down and record this with you. I love, I love the law of inspired action because I feel like a lot of times we, including myself, we get in our heads about you know, strategizing and what does it look like and planning. And I feel that inspired action is so key if you want to be successful and you want to see results in your career, in your life. And so I just love, I love talking about this. (laughs) Me too. And you and I have like very similar passions around helping people with their careers and leadership and everything. So why don't we like start there. Why don't we have you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you and what you do. Let's take a sneak peek behind the the curtain here. Sounds good. So everybody I'm prayer. I'm based in Washington, DC, and I've spent the last 18 years of my life of my career in the corporate space as an executive leader I did a number of things, but the last eight years were in digital transformation. And I just had this calling about three years ago to go into coaching. And so I've been working with women around executive coaching and leadership. And a lot of that is mindset. And even though I'm based in Washington, D.C., I work with women all around the world. And it's just something that is so close to my heart because I feel like that's my true passion. That's my true purpose in life. And I love it. I'm so glad that you have found the thing that really lights you up. And prayer and I have had a conversation before, too, is in my corporate career, I worked with so many executive coaches. So people doing exactly what you're doing and bringing them into the companies that I worked at to work with our leaders. So thank you for doing what you do. And yeah, I'm excited for everyone that's going to get to work with you. Thank you. Yes. We've had a lot of conversations and Mary has been phenomenal. So her and I have been really talking deeply about our businesses, about mindset, about her amazing systems that she has and manages. And yeah, I just feel that at 
any level, no matter how successful you are, no matter how, you know, great things are, there's always, I think, an importance around having a coach or having a community of people that have the same goal as you. Yes. And I would also to add on to that, if you're ever considering working with a coach, ask them how they invest in themselves, right? Because any coach out there that is not willing to invest in themselves to continuously learn and grow themselves, build themselves up their own community of support, um, I would question (laughs) if they have the right intentions behind what they're doing and why they're doing it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, because we want somebody who walks the walk, right? Somebody who's been on the same path as you and somebody who is not just telling you, hey, invest in yourself, but has been on that journey of investing in themselves as well, because they know what it feels like, right? That coach is going to know how scary it is because anytime we do something new, and we're going to be talking about that with inspired action, anything we do something new, it is going to be scary. And I think that's what stops most people is that we mistake that fear and we think that maybe this isn't something I should do or I'm not ready yet, but that is just our brain. Our brain is just hardwired to keep us safe and keep us away from new action. And actually, if something does feel a little bit scary, I think that you're on the path to growth. Absolutely. And since we're going there, let's just dive right in to the law of inspired action. Why don't we go ahead and just have a conversation about like, what is this law? What does it mean? And how do we feel like it shows up for people, like for the work that we're doing for everyday lives? Yeah. So I would say, I think we're all, whoever's listening, you know what it means to take action, right? You're doing something, you pushed play today, you subscribe to the podcast. But when we think about inspired action, to me, it is what's the motivation? Where is that desire for you to act and to do something coming from? And are you following your intuition? Because there's really two paths that you can take, right? You can take action from a place of fear, you know, so maybe you're not getting the result that you want, and then you feel like you need to go and make things happen so you can get to where you need to be. The other part, inspired action, is when you know in your heart and you've got some intuition, you know, and for me, it's looked like so many different things, but it could be a feeling that you have when you meet somebody. It could be just a thought that pops into your head during the day of, hey, I should explore this or should look into this. It could be something that comes across an opportunity that comes across your, you know, across your desk, across your life. And you say, hey, this actually resonates and feels good. And so my interpretation is inspired action is following action through inspiration, through intuition. Absolutely. I, I would say like, I actually have a, of course I have a a process to manifest your goals. Um, I have a system for that. Um, I have a system to manifest your goals into reality and I call it aligned action, but essentially it's the inspired action, right? Making sure what you do next comes from a place of purpose and meaning intention that you're following your intuition, you're doing something that fulfills you and lights you up. It's about taking like those real 
actionable steps to invite in what you want into your life. Absolutely. And I would say one of the most interesting things about taking inspired action, in my point of view, is it's not about doing a lot. I think, again, that's a lot of conditioning that we have is we feel like we need to be doing a million things. And if A doesn't work, then B, C, D, and we're just going in and we're acting and doing. But sometimes, you know, despite I think the name inspired action can be just about being and taking a step back. And like you said, Mary, about things that are purposeful, right? So it's also taking a look at if you have a whole kind of array of actions that you could take or you want to take, taking a step back and seeing what feels good and maximizing on fewer things, right? And why that's important is that helps us reserve our energy and it helps us give our energy more deeply to fewer things. And I think that is really where you see results, but that takes courage because like we talked about at the start of, of the show, you know, you might be scared into taking a lot of action. And sometimes it feels like, oh my God, if I take time off and I don't do this thing, am I going to lose out? And it's that fear of missing out. And I can tell you with personal experience, that's been happening for me. So a few months ago, probably in February, I got introduced to Clubhouse. And supposedly that's the place to be for coaches. And you can talk about, you know, your, your, your uh, methodology and you can coach people live. And it's a great platform. And I realized maybe about 60 days ago or so, maybe a little bit longer that I wasn't getting the results that I wanted. And so I made a decision to stay off of Clubhouse and not spend as much time and energy there, right? Really only pop in when I felt called to it or when, you know, there might be a particular topic that I wanted to speak about. And before that, I was in every day a few times a day, Mary. And yeah, it, you know, I there's had a lot on that platform. <laughs> There is. And it really pulls you in. And then, you know, so even after making that decision, that fear part of myself, I think that ego based, you know, action part of me was like, hey, prayer, are you sure? Are you sure you don't want to get back on there? Because there's a lot of stuff happening. There's a lot of coaches on there and you might find your clients and should you do this? And I had to remind myself of, again, like you said, the purpose. I am on there to spread a very specific message around mindset and strategy. And of course, I would love to attract the right clients. And I had decided that wasn't the platform to do that, right? So I don't want to be focusing there. But it's always that reminder and that habit, I think, shift that we have to create within ourselves because it's tempting. It's tempting to go into, I think, that ego-based action. That's so interesting that you talk about clubhouse. I actually am helping to be a lead moderator for a clubhouse room later today. Um, but when you're thinking about like your intention, what's the purpose behind this action that I'm taking? Am I doing it just for the sake of doing it? Am I doing it based and rooted out of fear? Um, and this one, this is the only clubhouse room that I've committed to every week. Um, 
and it's specifically around mothers, right? Like we just show up and we talk about like how our weeks are going. We support each other. And I was like, okay, you know what? This serves a purpose for me. Um, but yes, clubhouse in the early days, I got sucked in a lot. Like there's notifications that pop up. There's a room for anything that you can imagine <laughs> in life or business at every hour of the day. So, um, Yes. With anything that we do clubhouse or not anything that we do, I agree with you that it has to be serving a purpose. It can't just be busy work. It can't just be action. It has to be aligned to what you want to get out of it. What's an outcome? What is your end goal? Um, and if it's not aligned, then it's not going to be, it's not going to be probably worth your time right now. And another point you made prayer, um, you were talking about the fear of like finding focus. Um, when I talk about life balance with a lot of my audience, cause yes, I have a system for <laughs> finding balance too. When I talk about life balance, I talk about having eight different aspects of you as a whole person, right? Like your life, your business, there's actually eight different areas that make you whole and you can care deeply about all of them. But if you don't find focus, and I would say one to three of them at any season of life, you're not going to be able to move the needle and find the satisfaction and fulfillments that you want with those things. Um, and so being able to find focus and get past your fear of saying, if I'm not focusing on this right now, then and does that imply that I don't care about it? That's not the case. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think, you know, something that I thought of as you were speaking and that I wanted to harp on is that feeling of burnout, right? So I think what happens is when we're not following that inspired action, it's also the shoulds, right? It comes from like, I should be, and this is good. And, you know, like that sort of energy, as opposed to being pulled into one thing. And what happens is when we, we are operating in that space of the shoulds, we get burned out because like you mentioned, you've got this beautiful framework around the areas of your life. And imagine having to focus on eight different things, you know, and how much energy can you act actually give to all of those eight different things. And I love that you suggested, you know, maybe up to three areas that you're working in, right? Because then you give attention, you nurture those three areas, and then you move into the next thing. And I think that's so important because again, we have to maintain that balance and we need to make sure that we're always honoring ourselves. And, and again, that's been the kind of rotation for me is that I'll take a couple of things. I use a 90 day framework, but I'll take, you know, up to three things that I'm focused on. And that's what I'll work on. It might be fitness and nutrition. It might be growing the business. It might be something else. And I love having like a set amount of time that you're dedicating because then you can see the fruits of your labor. Right. And it feels like, okay, there's something tangible that you can measure and feel. And it's not just like, okay, a little bit here, a little bit there. And then you don't see those big results. Why? Because you haven't put your focus into the actions and you, you're not giving full, you know, your full hundred percent. How could you across so many different things? Yeah, absolutely. And it's so important, especially 
for anyone's listening who is starting or still early stages of their business, this is a lesson that I learned early on. Um, I've been meddling and like pivoting and shifting my business, molding it for the past three years now. And early on, my husband called me out on hustling so much burning out. Like I would go do my corporate job, come home, have dinner, put my son to bed and immediately jump into my business until the wee hours of the night. And my husband's like, why, why are you killing yourself trying to get this started? What's the time pressure? And I was like, I'm doing this. So later I can do this full time and have more time for the family. And he called me out and he's like, but you're forsaking time with the family right now in order to try to reach this goal. It's like, it doesn't your actions don't line up with what you say you want. Um, and so it means so much to me and burnout is a common thread. I talk about in my business that when I kicked off my own mastermind with my clients, the very first coaching call we had was to talk about this very thing, balance, making sure we're not hustling, burning ourselves out as we move forward with intention, as we move forward with inspired action. And Mary, I love, first of all, the authenticity of that example that you shared, because again, like we talked about in the beginning, first of all, you know, you were surrounded by the right people, right? Your husband was able to authentically mirror back to you and say, Hey, are you really, you know, is this serving the purpose that you want? And again, I think that's all part of those universal laws is that when you have those messages, because you could have ignored it, you could have said, hey, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's not in the position I'm in. This is the business I'm starting. And this is what I feel, right? It's very easy yeah. to do that. And I think part of inspired action is following when those signs, when those, you know, whatever you want to call them, inspirations come through to know that yeah. the universe is talking to you. So whatever it is that you believe in, but there's something there and there's a reflection happening and then you get to decide how you want to go forward, right? Do you want to honor that? And you still have the option of doing A and B. You could have kept on going, you know, the way that you were, but you chose not to. And so that is actually such a great example of inspired action, you know, and go ahead, <laughs> go ahead. I was going to say, thank you. Yeah, I. I could have kept going. It probably wouldn't have worked out very well for us. <laughs> yeah. And it takes a lot to recognize that, right? And say like, I mean, that's not easy. And I think that's where you are putting your ego aside and the shoulds and saying, wait a second, you know, I'm going to honor this and listen to this and think about what I'm trying to do. So yeah. and and when I think about like the leaders and executives that you're working with and that will likely work with you in the near future, I, I know a lot of the leaders that I worked with my corporate career, the thing that really differentiated people was self-awareness. And it wasn't just like the emotional intelligence of self-awareness, but it was the ability to pause and reflect and ask themselves, what is my intention? And am I showing up in a way that serves that intention? you know, as far as executives are concerned, they have a lot on their plates, right? And so I think for the most part, they're focused in business, on driving results in the business, and that can come at the expense of themselves. And I think that the good leaders, the, the people who can 
run that long game, have that self-awareness piece like you talked about, but they're also focused on self-development. And they realize that unless they give to themselves, unless they're whole, unless they have a, a sustainable lifestyle, they can only drive those business results for so long. And, you know, I think it's very clear cut because when you look at the life cycle of a CEO, typically it's around two years, two and a half years. That's when CEOs, you know, cycle out because it's sort of like they reach their peak. And that's exactly why, because they're in that giving mode. And I would say they are taking a lot of action but it's probably not inspired action. It's not focused and it's at the expense of, you know, their, their self-preservation, really, you know, giving up sleep, giving up nutrition, um, not resting, not having time to process. And I think that's why I actually love working with these clients so much is because as a leader in an organization, you're setting that tone. And you are affecting people, not just by the action that you take and you're saying, hey, you know, this is how we should invest and these are the policies, but the way that you show up, right? And everyone can see it. And I'm sure that, you know, anyone who's listening, you've been on calls with people who seem really frazzled, right? Really frazzled all the time. I think it happens to some of us some of the time, but I've certainly been there where there's leaders on calls. They're always late. 10 minutes. They always need to reschedule because they can't figure it out. They've got something else going on in the background and, you know, they can't really focus or something's happening in their personal life. And it's almost like emergency type of situations because they haven't been able to manage it all along. And so, again, I think all of those are like they've only kind of um, turned on that giving mode and that action mode. And it's, you know, there's no inspiration. And I think a lot of times they've disconnected from their original purpose of why did they take that role and what was the vision that they had for their company, right? There's a lot of that. There's also, again, in talking about a lot of doing, and I'll give you an example of a beautiful client that I had. She is a female Latina CEO, amazing woman. And she was, despite becoming a CEO, living in the shoulds, even in her personal life. So she was giving a lot to her professional life, doing all the things, but then at home, she felt like she had to do the groceries and cook dinner every night, you know, and when she looked and she did this exercise around where her time was going, she actually found that a lot of her time was going into her household, like the domestic tasks and management, you know, and as a CEO, we looked at that and said, hey, is this you know, is this aligned to your purpose? Because her purpose was to shine the light and show that women can be in leadership roles. And I asked her, do you think that cooking dinner every night and having to clean up and shop for the groceries is actually aligned to that? And it's hard. It's hard to face that kind of reality and truth about yourself and what you've been doing because it's scary. It's scary to look at the parts of ourselves that aren't working especially when you're comparing it to like expectations of what you think, like in her case, I, I don't know. Right. But what you expect a good mother would be able to do. Right. Um, because 
sometimes, especially with women in leadership, sometimes we see our roles as mothers as just that another role that we have, as opposed to, I talk about it in the context of relationships that we have with people, with our family. Um, and so, especially women in leadership, you, you can want to like <laughs> be a leader at home and be able to like handle your role just as well as you would as a CEO of your business. And that is such a beautiful point, right? It's like you want to be full out, playing full out, I would say, in that role of a mother, of a caretaker, of a good contributor in the family that way. And again, I think that's when it goes back to that inspired action and thinking about, you know, is this lighting me up? Now, it's very possible that she might have said, hey, this is my go-to and I feel like I can really, you know, spend the time cooking for my family and we connect and we're all, but, you know, if it's coming from that place, which in her case, it was of like, oh, this is something that I have to do, but I feel like I should do it. And that's the right thing to do. And that's the good thing to do. And that's where you have to use your powers of discernment, right? Because sometimes it's not that obvious. Right. If it was obvious, I think all of us would be like, oh, yes, you know, do A and, B, you know, drop B. But a lot of times, like in this case, it's like very tricky to figure out what's inspired action and what isn't. Because it's almost like everything has the guise of being inspired, just like when you were talking about working hard now, like investing now in a business or in a career or whatever that thing looks like, where we think, okay, we're going to put in the 18 hour days now, but that's building that road work or that, you know, path for me to retire earlier or to spend more time with that family. And I think it's just thinking about, is that the truth for you? Is that really true? And in some cases it may be, you might be like, yes, this actually, I think I can do this and this is what it looks like. And so not every situation is going to be, is is not going to look the same for everyone. Right. And so like you talked about clubhouse, same thing. Like you're so clear with this room that you're, going to be hosting and moderating that it's definitely inspired for you and you're ready and you know you're not going to get sucked into all of these other rooms but for me you know it may not look the same I might think hey you know nothing is really inspiring me on that platform and so that's something to to watch out for too is you don't want to copycat you know you don't want to base your inspired action on what someone else is doing even if their life seem similar or look similar, or they're doing the same thing as you, or they're also a mother. And I think it's really paying attention to your own inner voice. Yeah. Yeah. There's actually an Oracle card that I have, and I've pulled many times over the past few months. It's called all that glitters. Maybe I will find a picture of it and drop a link to the picture in the show notes. Um, but when you pull it upside down, it Basically, the message is beware of the shiny objects. Don't try to pursue something and do something just because you think it looks good in someone else's shoes. Um, And so the same sentiment that you're talking about prayer is try to understand the intention of your action, because what's inspired for someone else might not be necessarily the case for you. 
if someone is questioning, okay, how can I actually integrate the law of inspired action into my life today? Like what are some easy, practical ways that I can approach this? What recommendations would you have for them? Yeah, such a great question. So the first thing I would say, you know, like Mary talked about earlier is figure out what your goals are right? And I like to do it like I recommended on a 90-day kind of cadence. And so you're doing it about four times a year, but figure out for the next 90 days, what is that goal? Get really clear. I'm all about being super clear. What is that? What does that look like to you? And be so detailed. You know, if you're saying you want to get a better job or high paying, tell me exactly what that looks like. How much are you making? What are your coworkers like? All of that. Um, And just have that documented. So don't leave it in your brain. The next thing to do is when you take action, just being a little bit more mindful and just observing. So observe, first of all, when you take action, when you're doing things, how does it make you feel? You know, and what kind of feeling do you get from it? Does it feel really overwhelming? And is it something that you're just avoiding and procrastinating on? Or, you know, do you keep getting these kind of, I I like to call them like pings from the universe, maybe you just keep getting called to certain things, you know, and certain things keep showing up. And so just kind of keep track of that without any judgment, without doing anything, just kind of take stock of what's going on in terms of your action, right? And then the third thing is, I would take that list of goals that you have and then compare it to the actions that you spend the most time on, right? So I like to use this tool called a time wheel to track your time and see where is your time going and really be specific because I'll tell you, everyone thinks that they know where their time is going and there's so much that can be going on, so many hidden kind of time suckers. And so you wanna be really, really careful about where is your time going? And check in and see, is your time, like if you're saying that fitness and nutrition is really, really important to you, but you're not spending, you know, you're only spending, I don't know, like 2% of your week, is that aligned? If you're telling me that you are in a job search, you know, and you're looking for this beautiful new job, are you spending any time around the job search? Are you, you know, doing anything that's that's moving your goal forward? Um, or is it time spent on things that are not a priority? So I feel like those are three really practical tips is to kind of map out your goals, check your time, and then check and take stock of your feelings when you take action. And that'll really give you, I think, a good starting point and blueprint for that inspired action piece. Those are such great tips. And as you were sharing them, I was thinking of this one client that I had where we would meet every couple of weeks for a regular one-on-one session and time over time, she'd keep talking about the goal over and over and over again. And it's good to revisit your goal and making sure your actions align to it. But when we were thinking about how much time she actually spent taking action in between sessions, it was minimal, right? She felt like she was spending a lot of time making progress on it. But when we actually sat down and dug into it together, she's spending a lot of time thinking about it and talking about it, not a lot of time doing. Um, And so those three tips that you shared are 
so great for anyone to think about. Um, also you were talking about your, what is it? The time wheel exercise? Yes. Yes. Um, I actually just did something in my mastermind too, with my clients where I said, just a really simple activity. Like if you have a piece of paper, do this every day for a week and on the left-hand side of your paper, write down all the activities you do right on the right hand side, write down your wins, things that you would consider wins for your day. And then connect the dots. What was the most actionable thing that you did that helped you get that result for the day and track it over a week and then be able to see like where I call them the money-making tasks, (laughs) where does my action show up in support of my successes, my wins, my progress towards my goals. And you might be surprised how much you're actually doing in a week that aren't supporting the work that you want to do. 100%, 100%. And I think, again, that goes back to that kind of trap, if you will, where we think so many things are contributing. And just like Clubhouse, you know, I had to take a hard look. I tried it for actually, I tried it for four months. I was on Clubhouse and I literally was, was only able to attract one client from it. And I looked at, you know, I'm a, a business person. So I look at everything in terms of ROI as well. Right. And so you want to balance everything. So I, you know, the energetics of showing up every single day, multiple times a day for four months and then attracting one client. And I realized, you know, is this the best use of my time? Could there be something else? And am I still feeling inspired? And it was like, again, I had gotten somewhere along the line into that, you know, should be from a a place of consistency that I need to be on it. And so again, just making the decisions um, and taking that action once you have that data is so important because sometimes we just tend to ignore it, that data. It's for, you know, I think we're so tied to comfort. We're like, okay, this is comfortable. Just keep doing it. It's okay. You know, maybe they'll come, something will happen. But a lot of times, like you said, it's really unproductive tasks that are filling up our time and our day and really kind of sucking that energy out of us. Yeah. And sometimes I'm going to call people out and take it or leave it. If you don't like what we're saying, you can go ahead and stop listening to the podcast episode. But sometimes when we're looking at that data, sometimes we have a bias of looking at the data that validates what we want to see. Right. And so I have people who are saying, oh, I'm too busy to actually follow through and take action on my goals, but it's because you've created the circumstances for you to continuously be busy, right? Instead of prioritizing, finding focus, everything that prayer and I have been talking about in this episode. So don't create circumstances that validates the story that you want to tell, right? Um, create, like take inspired action towards the things that will actually move the needle for you. Um, so Hopefully that made sense. Prayer, did that make sense? <laughs> yeah, it made a lot of sense. You're you're so right that sometimes, you know, we kind of fake ourselves out and we might say like, so I could have looked at that and said, hey, but, you know, I spent four months and I got, you know, one client and then more are coming. So let me continue because if I got one, that's a good sign, but you have to compare it to other things, right? And really make sure that, is this making sense? You know, and sometimes what happens is we're also, 
we're bombarded with so much information, right? And so again, you have to decipher and use your discernment powers to make sure that it makes sense for you. Because there could be somebody, you know, and there was actually somebody who came along and they were like, listen, trust me, I just made $20,000 on Clubhouse, like just stick with it. And sometimes no matter how much of an expert somebody is, you know in your heart, it's like I knew, I think I probably knew month two, it's not for me, but then I'm like, you know what, this is such a great social platform and I had missed the boat on Instagram. So for those of you who don't know, and Mary, you don't know this, but I only joined, I created a Facebook um, profile three years ago, but on, for Instagram, I only started like six months ago. And even a personal account was like last year, like I just was like, oh, Instagram. And so I felt like, okay, with Clubhouse, I have like an opportunity to jump in, you know, at the ground level as things are taking off. So you have to really, you know, really make sure that you don't have that confirmation bias that that Mary is talking about. Thank you. And I, I knew want there was an actual term for it. <laughs> <laughs> and Mary, I want to add, so I want to add one other thing when we talk about inspired action that I think is very important. So sometimes we can feel very inspired to do something. It's aligned with our goals, but energetically for whatever reason, we might not be in like that alignment or vibration. So I'll give you an example. It's like, I know today I have to contact and follow up with one of my beautiful clients, but I've been feeling a little bit kind of off and I've been feeling a little bit not good. And so I want to also make sure that when I do reach out that I'm in like a wonderful energy, you know, and I'm in that energy of service. I, that's the energy I like to be in when I'm contacting clients. So I want to make sure that I'm doing it from a place of being helpful and being supportive and not an energy of I need the sale from someone or I need this person to sign up more like, hey, I've got this thing. I've got this program. I think it could be really beneficial. And let's talk about it. So I think that for everybody listening, that's what I want to talk to you about as well, is that even when you decide that the action is aligned and correct, you still get to choose when and how to take that action, right? And so even though that thought popped into my mind today, I didn't have to act on it immediately. I'm going to wait until I'm feeling really great and energized, and then I can reach out. And when I do that, again, I think it helps with some of those scary feelings that come up for everyone of, you know, is this person going to say no? Are they going to reject? You know, all of those things that are going on, it's much easier for me to work through that. There's still that voice is still going to come up, but it's easier when I time it right and I know I'm feeling good. I've had my lunch, my walk, whatever the things are that I need to feel in that right vibration. So I wanted to share that as well. I love that story. And it reminds me, I know a couple of books have referenced it, but, um, lately I read something about being a time bender and how you can improve your relationship with time by recognizing the energy that you bring in to what you're doing right now in the present moment. And if your energy is low and you're like, Oh, I have to do this. 
right? And you're seeing it as something like, oh, I should be doing, and you're putting a lot of pressure and the energy and the vibration is low. It's going to make that thing feel like it's taking so much longer, right? We've all been in those cases where you're like watching the clock and you're like, I can't believe only five minutes has gone by (laughs) versus you're showing up in a way where you're excited and you're bringing positive energy and um, your vibrations higher. And all of a sudden time flies by. Like, I don't know anybody who is doing something like being at the beach and thinking like, Oh, I have to be here for three hours. <laughs> um, maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe you're listening and you're like, I, I hate the beach and that <laughs> fine. That's you. But when you're doing something that feels good and you feel good and you're bringing the right energy and mindset to that situation, time seems to bend. It seems to fly by. And so recognizing when you, like you said, you get to choose when and how you take that inspired action. If you know, your energy is not in it right now, right now might not be the right time for it. Um, and there's definitely tips and things on how to reframe your energy, how to reframe your mindset, if it is something you have to do right now. But, um, I love all of those points that you made is you have a choice. We always have a choice. And to recognize when that inspired action needs to show up for you. Yeah. And I feel like that could be a whole other <laughs> podcast <laughs> on time and, and bending time, but you're right. That's such a fantastic term for it. And that is so true. And it's, again, it's knowing yourself and taking stock. I think, again, a lot of us, we're not, we haven't been trained to do that, right? To pay attention to things that actually accelerate us. And so I'm sure so many of you can relate to things that, you know, I have to do a lot of presentations for corporate worlds. And there have been times where I think it can take days Sometimes I'm just mulling about things in the shower. My sh- the shower for me is like when I get the inspiration, and then I can just come if I have if I allow myself those moments in the day to go take a walk, to take a nice long shower or a bath. What happens is actually like the all the ideas align, and I can just go and just quickly do a full sixty minute presentation within thirty minutes. Like that's how it works, but it's like, I had to pay attention to that and get out of the shoulds and, you know, I have to sit down at my desk and the best time to work is the morning, you know, like I had to get out of all of that and think, Hey, I can have and start conceptualizing everything and getting my story straight and then just come and sit down and do it. And just, you know, all I'm going to say to everybody who's listening is just sometimes you have to get out of your own way you know, make sure that you're supporting yourself, you understand the way that your mind works, your heart works, so that you can be, you know, the best possible version of yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think this is the perfect segue for us to share prayer. If anyone wants to find you after listening to this episode, because again, you've been so inspiring. Sorry, I like to play on words. (laughs) Um, How can our listeners find you today? Yeah. So the best way to reach me is through my website. It's inspirationcareers.com. And then you can find me on Instagram through their Facebook, but it's all linked on my website. Um, And I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Great. And any final words of wisdom prayer before we wrap up today? 
the only, you know, words of wisdom that I have is make sure that you are really setting some time to check in with yourself, right? It can, it can be 10 minutes a week, 15 minutes a week, and just try to do that exercise where you're taking stock of the actions that you're performing, right? And how they feel for you and just do a little bit of a reflective and just gather that data and then you can decide and, and make all the decisions in terms of supporting your goals. So good. So good. Prayer, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. And I'm sure this is one of many <laughs> interactions and collaborations we will be doing together. So I appreciate you and everybody listening. Thank you for joining us. And I will link to everything and how you can get in touch with prayer and inspiration careers in the show notes. Thanks for having me. If you liked today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you left a review. This will help me know what topics are really resonating with you and make sure I'm lining up more great things as we go along.